Dear listener, please note that this podcast is recorded during COVID-19 where we can't get into the studio and give you the quality that you are accustomed to. For any changes in quality, we ask for your apology. Hello and welcome to What's Love, the podcast. This is a podcast series brought to you by Zanga Zurugel and in collaboration with the Soul City Institute for Social Justice. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of What's Love, the podcast. We are at the end of what has become known as Women's Month in South Africa. Many organizations, government departments and companies have spent a lot of time and because of COVID, maybe not as much on events on celebrating Women's Month. And one message we hear often to women is speak out. So today we ask the question, how practical is this message? And at what cost are we asking women, particularly those that have survived any form of violence, to speak out? Before I introduce my guests, I want to read a statement um, for you. And it reads, I quote, For many years, I have been battling to find the courage and support to speak out against the number of acts of violence which have happened to me. With a shift in in the way in which society has set up to listen to the voices of survivors, along with the spread of the global uh, Me Too movement, total shutdown, we are done talking and sue us all. A lot of women all over the world and our country have found the community and safe space to talk about the reality of our traumas. I too have finally found the strength and courage to speak out and seek justice. In 2014, I was sexually assaulted and raped by Mongesi, tall ass Mo Masangu, while working on a television production in Pal, Western Cape. For numerous reasons, I did not op- open a case at the time and only shared this experience with one of the other participants on the show. The trauma, guilt, and shame of the assault has left me with immeasurable emotional scars for the past six years. In seeking to fully heal and move forward from these traumas, I shared a bit of my violent experiences on social media in June 2020. As a result, my coming out and finding my voice has been met with attempts to silence me. In the past two months, I have been served with letters from his attorneys to remove my tweets. A protection order was then applied for against me, along with an interim order that I delete my tweets and effectively attempting to silence me just after I found my voice to speak about my experiences. This culminated in an arrest warrant being issued against me and my imprisonment. It is Shocking that the same legal system meant to protect victims is being used and manipulated to further oppress and silence victims, especially victims of GBV. A lot of times we wonder why victims of GBV have taken a long time to speak out against 
how they have been violated and stripped of their rights to their bodies. I can say that with my own lived experience, there are many factors which keep us silent. I have been discouraged by close people and management against speaking my truth because it was said this would be uncomfortable for too many. I was told that coming out with the truth would affect not only my rapist's life, but also the health of his at some point pregnant wife. I have been intimidated against coming out. I have been shamed for putting myself in that position. Even after leaving the holding cell, after having spent a winter's night in the cold cell, it took me almost two weeks to eventually have my statement taken and my rape case opened against my rapist. It has been very difficult and frustrating to go through this trauma in silence for all these years. But I now recognize the importance of shedding myself of the shame of the rape committed against me. Gender-based violence continues to rip through our communities, killing young women and children. And the only way we are going to deal with the sketch is to face some of it. I stop here because uh, Lerato also speaks about her intention to go through with the case and she has lodged the case. And joining me today is Lerato Moloi, the person in whose voice I read the um, press statement, um, the woman who dared speak out, follow the message that we say, speak out. And she spent at night in jail for speaking out. Welcome, Lerato, and thank you so much for agreeing to speak to us. Thank you for having me. Um, it's an honor to be part of the show. Joining us on this very important conversation is one uh, 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 activist who needs no introduction, advocate Brenda Madumise. Thank you so much, Brenda, for joining us. How are you? Hi. Hi, Miss Lebo. Thank you very much for the opportunity. And I'm well, thanks. And how are you? No, I, I, I don't know if I can say I'm well after reading that statement of a woman who spent the day in jail. But uh, for lack of a better phrase, I'm doing okay. <laughs> and uh, as always, my legal eagle, Tineko Mbense. How are you, Tineko? Um, hi, Lebo. How are you doing today? And... How are you, uh, Advocate Brenda and Lerato? How are you guys doing on on this tense um, day where we're discussing such a deep topic? No, I'm I'm fine, Tinyuka. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Lerato. Thank you so much for agreeing to speak to us, and and I'm thanking you very intentionally because often we ask women to speak out about their experiences. And I just want to acknowledge that the process of speaking out itself is very exhausting and can also re-traumatize a person. So I, I really am really grateful that when I asked you to speak out, um, you know, you or, or to talk to us, you, 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 you agreed. Um, let us get into the discussion. Lerato, I know that, um, you know, um, I don't want to get into the rape and what happened, etc. But tell us about the day you got arrested. What did you understand you were arrested for? What, what, what crime did you commit? 
Um, on the day I was arrested, it was a Sunday um, early evening, and the warrant officer responsible for my arrest had initially called me on the Friday, uh, making me aware that he has an arrest warrant out for me um, for being in contempt of court. And he told me that um, the man I had outed as my rapist in 2014 had an arrest warrant out um, against me. And um, I was like, okay, so what then? And he basically let me know that um, he'd like me to come to him so he can follow through with the process of arresting me. Um, but he, he made it clear that he's, you know, kind of busy, so I should set up a time to go see him. I agreed that I'd see him the following day. Then after that phone call, I called my lawyers and um, they advised me to not um, go anywhere with this person that had called me. So they took the lead from there. I gave them the police officer's numbers and um, they were then in touch with the police officer and made um, efforts to try to get this arrest warrant um, cancelled, as it were. But uh, they weren't able to, to get to it. So the Sunday, after I had um, not been able to see this police officer on the Saturday after his appointment, he called me very upset that I did not, um, my lawyers did not get back to him in time. So they then proceeded to, then they then they proceeded to uh, become <laughs> quite antagonistic because it seemed his weekend had been interrupted by the fact he had to uh, place me under arrest because my rapist had said, I am defaming his character. So, um, yeah, that's that's what happened. I got arrested, being told I was in contempt of court. And on the ride to the police station, I was being chastised by this uh, warrant officer for why I did not report this um, sooner, basically letting me know how um, how much disdain he he clearly had towards me, making him work on a weekend. And um, yeah, that I was the one in the wrong at that present moment. And he was just doing his job. Whoa, Lerato. I mean, um, yeah, it, it reads like something that you watch uh, on television. Uh, it reads like a drama. Brenda, I want to come to you. Now, what we know, having worked for many years in this field, is that one of the things that discourage women from reporting cases is that they take long. Women complain about taking long for even an investigating officer to come out. I'm just wondering... Is this quick arrest of Lerato uh, usual? Because I certainly, in my almost 30 years experience working in the social justice field, have not known of the police to be so fast and so decisive 
And yet there are a number of cases where you have seen them act. I mean, there was one with, uh, a, 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 you know, Norma Gigaba as well on a Friday, the hawks were there. Are we beginning to see an effective um, uh, policing system and criminal justice system? Uh, people are getting arrested. Women are getting arrested here. <laughs> um, so there's there's nothing effective with the police. Is literally laziness and going for the low low hanging fruits, right? Mm. Mm. So it's it's easier for a police to look at a criminal jury case because all that you do with the criminal jury, the complainant arrives at the police station to say someone has defamed me. This is what they said. You don't have to be spending hours looking for um, the test kits, whether the person was raped and you have to take statements. You don't want to go through that because it makes you uncomfortable. So criminal jury is very easy for the police to do. They have, they, they have demonstrated their effectiveness with it because once that statement, they have the statement in their hands, the following day they are at your door asking for a, a warning statement for you to come before the uh, at the police station to come and uh, do your warning statement so that then they can um, proceed and give it over to the prosecutor to attend your case. So they have. So if you look at the Help Survivor, which was the Twitter account last year that outed over 9,000 men, um, all those all those women who had outed most of their their perpetrators, they were served with letters of demand from their lawyers, but they, those who laid criminal jury uh, case against them, literally on the following day, they were visited by the police at their different uh, dormitories at, the, at, 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 at universities. So the police are quite effective when it comes to these matters because to them it's easy, shut down. It, it's a quick uh, case that doesn't require much from them, right? So they're not willing to have the same vigor and and drive with other cases of abuse and violence uh, against women precisely because they find those cases to be challenging and this is the easiest way of of doing but also secondly i think they use it to intimidate um uh, uh, women um because what, what most of the time the policemen and women that we've met with on these matters have have always said to us um you know, we have to be seen to be um, be objective. That's why we have to act. They act precisely because it's 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 a quick win. They are seen to be responding because uh, in their mind they're trying to teach these women a lesson uh, for not doing what they're supposed to do. You cannot out your your perpetrator without following due process. That's in their mind, right? So we will teach you a lesson that there are laws uh, that must be um, adhered to at all times. So th that's that's why they they respond a, a, as quick as they do, you know, because it's the easiest way to, of, of, of dealing with, with a simple case in their mind. I'm certainly educated because... And, and it makes sense to me when you say it, it's, it's easy. So you can make the necessary noise uh, as if you are doing something, but in fact, it doesn't really get a lot of investigation. Uh, you are not doing much really, um, you know, by, by doing this. So, so, so thank you for that. 
Danyeko, you know, some people um, would say, no, the law must be neutral, you know. Yeah, you know, you, we, we want the law to act. Don't complain when it acts against women. But here is Lerato. This is now her story. Lerato is saying to me, you, Brenda, and everybody else who read the tweet, I was raped. Not, I heard somebody else say somebody else was raped. Now, if we allow, legally speaking, I have a story to tell and I want to tell it. Why is that a criminal offense? I mean, that's that's one of the problems with, with defamation. It's kind of like a, a double-edged sword. It has its goods um, in that if someone is being malicious and is just trying to, you know, ruin your name and infringe on your dignity, then yes, definitely, um, you should have that person should have the 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 the, the right, you know, to protect their dignity um, by, you know, um, uh, having instituting a defamation case against you. The problem is when you're taking the criminal route with regards to defamation cases, um, which is mostly what people do. They take the criminal route and not the civil route because with the criminal route, it's easier to intimidate, right? And even though with the criminal route, you need more to prove that, you know, this person is definitely doing harm to your reputation, it's quicker if you want to intimidate a person because, you know, within a couple of days, the police go to that person's house, that person is arrested. Um, and whether or not the person gets prosecuted or has a criminal record, ultimately that person has been frightened and may possibly, you know, release a statement apologizing um, for whatever it is that they said about you. Um, whether they said it maliciously or they were saying it because, um, you know, they had an intent of protecting others. And that's the thing with regards to um, people speaking out about against the um, uh, abusers, right? Is that they're not, it, it's not the same as if you're, you're saying something horrible about another person, whether that thing is true or not, you know, kind of maybe calling someone a tenderpreneur. Um, it's, it's not the same as that situation. It's a situation of I need to let people know that this person um, is a sex offender, you know. And since we don't have a sex offender list on this country and uh, prosecutions for sex offenders aren't that successful most of the time, let me rather warn people out there that, you know what, if you're in any environment with this person, please be careful because this person is a sex offender. But now we've armed sex offenders with the ability to go to police and say, well, this person is saying A, B, C, D against me. So I do um, think that it, the law around defamation needs to be relooked, especially when it comes to criminal um Case, cases, you know, people shouldn't be allowed to just randomly go and open criminal cases um, of defamation because they really are just used as an intimidation tactic and not for the purpose that it, it was meant for, which was to protect a person's dignity and um, security. I, I'm happy you mentioned that. I wasn't even aware personally, and that is just how legally illiterate many of us can be, and, and maybe I'm only speaking for myself. 
I wasn't aware that there is a criminal course you can take or a civil course that you can take. And certainly, as you say, people who normally choose the criminal course, they are sending you a message. Mm. And I want to say for women, Lerato, who are known, you know, Lerato is a, is a very accomplished model. She is known, an accomplished model, well-known, well-loved, you know, has worked locally, has worked with big brands. It was the same with the Nomaki Gaba case. So the warning is not only to the intimidation, as I read it, especially because you are saying it is harder to prove it when you follow the criminal route, but it is quicker. So certainly I can see how this is not only a statement about uh, Lerato, you know, or intimidating Lerato. It's also making minions like myself who may not be as well uh, you know, known as Lerato to say, uh, try, try it, try it. You'll, you'll end uh, at the day in jail. I mean, Brenda, in your experience, how have these cases, you spoke about the cases uh, last year of, of women speaking out. What is the effect on women speaking out their truth? It's, it's, it. I mean, it, and it depends on the individual, but I think overall, they, for most women who, if we look at the help survivor and we had 9,000 of these men who were outed, most of them, it was cathartic. It was a release. Um, so they could, it was like a weight lifted on their shoulders though, so they could breathe uh, because they couldn't breathe for a long time. But, and once that happened and then they, find themselves uh, now having to deal with another secondary victimization of receiving cease and desist letters or being faced with a criminal jury, then they, they are scared again when they thought that they are about to start to heal. So they start to get uh, scared and, and, and ask themselves the difficult question whether it was worth it to come out, right? And so the role that we have been playing is to just continue to send the message that it was necessary for you to come out and uh, it, it helps others to come out and speak their truth and, and we'll continue to fight it and fight those who believe that they can silence, silence women. So we, 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 we continue to, to straddle this thin line where we, we keep on saying to women, speak out and speak up, right? And once they do that, then they are literally thrown in, in the den, in the lion's den, and we have to be available, almost all of us, as men and women in this country, to hold them and walk this walk with them so that they know that they're not alone, that they can fight back uh, if needs be. So, you know, it's, 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 it's making sure that we see justice being done at the end. And I would like to see how they're going to respond with Lerato's case and, and, and ensure that Lerato, in, in the end, uh, receives the justice that she deserves. And I know, I, I'm hoping that by now Lerato is clear on what that justice is and what it means for her. Because once you know it for yourself, it's easy to see it when you receive it. Thank you so much. You know, you and Tineko as legal people have said a number of things. And... Uh, Tiniko, you mentioned defamation. Now, I know what, and it's defamation of character. So I want to 
that by saying, yeah. I've seen Melusigigaba's penis. Not that I've slept with him, but it's <laughs> with him playing with himself and saying, baby, imagine this in your mouth. It's not like I went looking for that penis. In fact, uh, there was a time I fought with my partner who was saying, who are you flirting with? I'm like, flirting? And it's like, yeah, you know, I was looking at your phone with a big duck. And I went and out. In this group, somebody had shared this penis. So we had to, I had to say which penis this is. Now, clearly, you know, we all saw the pennies. We don't know whom it was sent to, but at least we did. Uh, and you, Brenda, you're going to have to bail me out if he comes for me and say, you know, did not ask for the pennies, but I saw the pennies, at least for me. And I go to jail for Brenda and then you go come and bail me out when I. The reason why I'm incriminating myself is the fact that yeah. now, there's no character to be defamed once your penis is all over phones around. Uh, uh, so, yeah, so, what is yeah. So let me deal with that normal. Yeah, let me let's deal with the normal case because the, the criminal jury uh, case against Norma is based on the what Norma said to the uh, the owner mm. of the car, right? Uh, and they Malus is, is the one who laid the who laid the charge of um, malicious injury to property be, uh, being the, mm. the car itself, right? Um, the 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 second charge on uh, for Norma is that criminal jury, which is against the third party who's the owner of the car. Um, and 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 also in it, I mean, I, I can't talk much about the case. We are working on it. We are working uh, on behalf of Norma in in this case. Is that it's silly, even what she's accused of in the criminal jury. It's laughable, uh, and you'll see it. Really, it's laughable. Uh, the so-called insult. Um, so let me just say it. She said Munduako to the guy, and is that that's an issue that the police must spend resources investigating and arresting her and making her spend a night in jail. Sorry, Brenda. Sorry, Brenda. Uh, The Hawks got involved because of Umnund. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Was this a royal Umundu or an ordinary Umundu? Whether it's royal or normal, is that's what <laughs> the resources of this country has been diverted to, to right. sort out. Who. Okay. Just thought I should ask. I mean, I did not know whether Imimundu have criteria for whose gets investigated. <laughs> Sorry. I just thought I Okay. Yeah, look, I mean, we've got to laugh, otherwise we'd go crazy. Um... Exactly. Now, um, you know, Lerato, everybody is saying, oh, no, before I get to be- get back to you, Lerato, th- there was this whole issue of, is there a character in the first place to be defamed? Secondly is, 
Brenda, what you are saying around the price that women then pay, because now here you are, we've retweeted on Twitter, we've been there with you, and like Lerato, there you are alone in a in a police cell. And Lerato said uh, she had to apologize or remove the tweet, uh, etc. We've seen other women also with another matter, you know, uh, within Zikimazwai, which will also go to court where, you know, people are also taken to court. I mean, this law during COVID has been, I hope that this vigor goes also to who stole money for PPEs uh, because people are getting arrested. Lerato, even with that intimidation, you chose not to keep silent. Why? The whole, um, the whole of this year, has been extremely tri- triggering and the death of actually by the time reports were out of how brutally she was killed um i i definitely believe i had reached my my limit of keeping silent um, and I could no longer keep quiet because every single day a child, a woman is raped. Queer men and women are killed every day. Gender-based violence is just something I could not ignore. And I prayed for this this moment where I could um, finally have the courage and the strength to to speak up and speak out against abusers and rapists so that they can be held accountable for once. Even if it does not happen in my lifetime, I have to do something about it before I leave this earth. So the reason I could no longer keep quiet was the fact that every single day, a woman or a child or a queer man and woman were killed, reported to be killed or raped. Mm. My spirit had reached its limit uh, of holding back. And um, yeah, that's what broke the silence for me. It had been a a culmination of years of therapy as well from the traumas and pains I have survived. And um, this was not an overnight thing. So regardless of um, the date in which it happened and how it happened, this has been a long time coming. Over and above the legal support, and I'm asking both you, Tinyiko and Brenda, that women need when they have reported a case. What other support, and I'll start with you, Brenda, do women need? Because, you know, she was picked up. I may have retweeted her tweet. She she was picked up alone. um, And she's the one that spent the night in jail. How? As society, you are you were saying that we need to hold women like Lerato's hands when they go through the secondary victimization. What is the support that women like Zikimazwai, like Lerato Moloi, and many many others? Others don't even carry you know uh, uh, big names, but they may have you know spoken out, and people come uh, you know come to them with a ton of bricks like this. What support do they need? The first thing that you need to acknowledge is that the South African legal system is is intimidating, right, in the way it 
in its form and content is very intimidating. Um, mm -hmm. That um, if you don't understand the language itself that gets used by the courts and used by the police, you just find yourself in, in a foreign territory that you don't know how to navigate. So that's the first thing that we need to acknowledge. And we see it with how many women who might have good cases, but they just too scared because they don't know how to go about it. The second part is that it is very costly to mount a proper legal case in, uh, you know, because it's quite expensive. We, you have to have an attorney who really must make sure that the papers are served on, on, on time in a particular way. You, if you go into the high court, you have to bring brief counsel who don't come cheap, right? So, and uh, most of the time, if you have an attorney, they will tell you that if you want to brief a, an advocate, you need to have a deposit of 100000 already in the account so that they can cover the cost of counsel. How much? So that's, those are the How much? 100000 100,000. I don't think I've ever seen 100,000 myself. <laughs> now I'm but that's a reality. So if you, yeah, so if you need a Dalimpofu, just know that you are not going to spend, I mean, Dalimpofu does not cost you less than 30,000 rand, right, per, per, per day, right? So that's the reality. It's, it's prohibitive, uh, it's costly, um, so most women would not. So the, 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 if if we do not have us working collaboratively and fiercely as women activists and those who have, have got the, the, the resources to assist many women who, uh, when they're faced with such, they will know where to go and how to go about it. So if you look at... Uh, Lerato's case, you look at, at Simpue Dana's case. I mean, Simpue called us when she had had her case, she had opened a case against her, her ex-boyfriend who physically abused her, but the guy countered with his own um, uh, protection order claim of uh, abuse too, right? And Simpue received a call from an investigating officer wanting to arrest her. We, she got hold of us. We, we went to the police station ourselves with her. So once you have support, you have people with you, the treatment, and I've seen the treatment is different. They, the police taper the way they deal with, 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 with in, in, individuals and, and citizens. Because we said throughout that process with Simpiwe, um, we made sure that the statement that she's giving is understood and, and why uh, she has to give that statement we every step of the way we are asking questions. By the time we went through, they they took her to the court for her to whether to for the prosecutor to decide. As they were having her in the holding cells, I was busy with the prosecutor to say you have got no case here. You can't go ahead with the with prosecuting this case, and he agreed with me because I made representation. And we simply did not have to spend the night in jail. So it's a it's 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 an effort. It requires diligence that we we continue to to do it and do it all the time with and be consistent uh, and so lerato should not have spent a night in jail right um and and this is the work that we do we make ourselves available we call their commissioners everybody else to say it's not going to happen and that's how we fight because 
that that men fight that way. They've got connections, they've got their networks. So we also have established our own networks where we're saying, no, uh, there's an abuse here in this police station. Please attend to it. And if you don't attend to it, hell is going to break loose, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's what we are doing now. No, that's the only way that they will understand the language because they use it too. Malusi used his his connections to get his bras to intimidate Norma and get his hawks uh, to do that. We must also, men and everyone else will understand when you do to them the same way that they do to others. They will understand why it's, it's wrong to behave in the manner that they do. So we give it back by also using our networks to make sure that women are not victimized uh, again. Mm, mm. I, I, I am so, so happy that you are doing that advocacy work. But I think there is also a need to review two things, at least. One is whether or not men can use uh, the criminal route to really address this whole defamation issue or whether they must just all go the civil route. And the second one is to look at the prohibitive nature of the criminal justice system, particularly for women who want to address these uh, issues and the advocacy that needs to be done. Any other forms of support, Tiniko, that you think women who go through this need? Because I know that one of the reasons I'm doing this podcast for you is to make sure that legal uh, uh, literacy rises. I know that mine has really risen since I've done this show with you. But I'm also wondering, you know, is there any other thing that women need to understand and the kind of education they may need to understand uh, when this happens? Yeah, so outside of the legal things is that everyone just needs, you know, especially the women who, who are um, the victims of um, the sexual assault or just even intimidation by uh, men that they are well acquainted with is to get um, friends or families to support them. Have someone that you can talk to because you do need a sounding board and they do need uh, mental health assistance. So whether it's speaking to a counsellor or a social worker, they they definitely need to speak to those persons. Um, and I know it's very difficult that at the time when you know, shortly after you've just been violated to then go to, say, a clinic or a doctor to get a rape kit done. But that's definitely something that you should do because it, it will help you, especially because our police, you know, are definitely fond of taking on issues that are easier to deal with um, rather than, you know, dealing with, actual crimes that are destroying you know the fabric of our community it's easier to arrest someone for something negligible than it is to you know and and by negligible i mean arrest someone for even stealing um vaseline from a spa than it is to arrest someone who who who's who's a hijacker who's consistently every weekend stealing cars you know so they'd rather do those things and and prosecute those and have their stats and their numbers done so it's definitely better for you for yourself uh, and to not feel um like the world is against you at that time to have the rape kit done um so that 
you know, you, you have that thing that shows that at that time, you know, this thing did occur to you and you are dealing with it, you know, and you've spoken to people and you've let them know um, what's happened because definitely sitting in with it um, and trying to deal with it on your own doesn't really help you much. It's, it's, instead, you're in a spiral um, and you, you're not dealing with the issue. You might think you are, but you're not. And you try to find alternative coping mechanisms, which aren't necessarily um, helpful to the situation. And some of those coping mechanisms, um, maybe you'll remember we dealt with um, in the mental health episode, right? So these are the things that, that can trigger, you know, um, certain mental health issues. Um, the intimidations, the, the continued violation, and the fact that you can't even trust people around you who you thought were supposed to protect you, whether it be your your violator or it be the law, because even the police, you do believe um, that they're supposed to to trust you, you know. Um, but the fact that, um, like Brenda said, like like Brenda said, <laughs> the <laughs> powerful people will always use their connections against you, and the reason that they will only ever open these cases against, you know, the person who's, who made the claim and not the person who continues sharing it. Because if I share the post, I'm also just as liable um, for a defamation claim as the, the, the original person who made the statement, but they're not going to do that because I don't matter, you know, but the person who does matter is the person that they're trying to silence. So in order for you to not be silenced, it's really good to have that support and be within a community that you know will 100% back you while you're also taking care of your mental health. Now, um, Lerato, here is another matter. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the intersection between a number of things. It's about a decision that a Lerato says, this is my story, I want to talk about it. And capitalism. And I talk about capitalism because uh, even in Women's Month, many businesses want to uh, be seen to be doing something. And we wake up one day to now an interview on a channel that, um, or, or a bouquet, at least, DSTV, that have had a beautiful campaign around, you know, Women and Women's Month. But here is an interview that was going to, to interview the, the alleged perpetrator. And then there is social media with a whole lot of ridiculous claims being made with the the, the, the host saying they are like Gail King. I mean, you, now we are managing uh, this whole issue, in my view, becoming a circus, you know, because, uh, yes, we want to speak out. But in our speaking out, we are finding that all of a sudden there's a brand that says, you know, uh, let's make a story out of this. And that's why I'm talking about capitalism, because I see no other reason for having that TV show being done, except to to trend, and uh, you find an a, an actress who now is calling themselves a seasoned a journalist, you know, coming out in the defense. How do we manage what then happens once the case 
has been in in public. And maybe before Lerato answers from her own point of view, let, let, let me come to you, Brenda and, and Diniko, first about how do we then manage all of this? It seems as if now it's, and it's with every case, particularly on social media. The good thing about the Lerato issue is that the so-called kangaroo court came to the rescue. And, and so I'm talking about the, the pros and cons. On a pro side is that because Lerato did not remain silent, when we heard of this interview, many activists were out there to be saying, you dare not do that. But the point of the matter is the show was tone deaf enough to think that they can turn this into a show. How do we deal with these big then brands and TV shows and media that will see this as an opportunity, you know, um, that has fallen on their laps. Brenda and Tenyeko, your views on this tall as something show? <laughs> tall as something show. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. I was sure. The show was Pearl Tusi's show. It was what? Okay. It was Pearl Tusi's show. Okay. Tall S has a, a reality show. Oh, I mean, okay. I mean, even, so someone is called Tall S. I mean, where the hell is Tall S? I <laughs> let's see. Okay. okay, all right. Apparently, uh, a comedian. Anyway, that's what uh, it is. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay, I didn't. Uh, okay, no. Now it's it's. Uh, I get it. Um, you know, Rebu Tinyuko Lirato is. We cannot stop from agitating, advocating for change that we like to see, right? Uh, and is to take on these brands that are more worried about their image. Because if you, so, and I was a bit disappointed with BT Africa because they are, their parent company is Viacom. So Viacom is fully aware is fully aware of what's happening in the years around the Me Too movement, right? That. My my disappointment is because they would have been sensitive enough to to know that once they agreed to interview this tall S, that they would have been uh, they've been aware of what was said about tall S and that tall S is a rapist, right? And that they would have been sensitive enough not to proceed. Or if they were, if they wished to proceed, then they would have taken Lerato's views into account, right? Or, or they would have found a way of how then to make sure that they contribute to the dialogue around uh, masculinity and misogyny and 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 rape in, in its in its entirety, right? So I was I was disappointed in that they did not use that platform to to do exactly that. So what 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 came out for me was that people were more concerned about having a, a, doing an interview and believing that they are they are Gail King of the world that they can sit down and and string a a whole interview and and get an award for it. So uh, the brands. Uh, we need to hit them hard and continue to point them in the right direction so that they can do the right things, that they don't just do these things for, for and, and play to the gallery and become performative in, in how they respond, is that they in earnest look at themselves and how they contribute to 
this uh, masculinity that is toxic and how they contribute to the perpetuation of violence against women. So for me is that no brand is sacred. All brands must be dealt with once and for all, once the, uh, the, the violence or, uh, 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 or allegations of uh, sexual violations or sexual assault, sexual harassment of rape or case, they must, they, must, they must deal with them decisively and stop hiding behind. I did, we were not aware, we, are, we didn't know what not, what not. What is required today from all of us is that we need to do probity. We need to check facts before we go ahead with anything else. We need to satisfy ourselves, but by the time we go out into the public domain, we have answered all the questions and we'll be able to respond adequately should we be asked the question. And that's what BET should have done. That's what every other company should do. Check your own stable. Check your own internal environment first that you, 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 are, you are coming into the open with clean hands. And if you don't have clean hands, say to South Africa, we have wronged so many women by not dealing with sexual harassment effectively as a company. However, from today, we, 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 we pledge that this is how we are going to respond. So that's what we need to do. Once we see it happen with a company, we must openly speak about it, call them out, write them letters, withdraw uh, our, our support of them, whether it's financial or otherwise, until they get the message that things have changed and they must act differently. Brenda, I'm happy with what you are saying because I do think that one of the, the different forms of justice and this whole lazy defunct argument that innocent until proven guilty is lazy because there's also social consequences. Because as Lerato said earlier on, the minute this happens, you carry the shame and the guilt of what has happened. Nobody is saying you will feel the guilt and the shame and the nightmares and whatever you suffer only after the matter has been in the court mumbo-jumbo of innocent until proven guilty is just another patriarchal way in which we, we cover ourselves. And I think that brands that want to be seen, uh, um, you know, to be supporting women, are brands that need to be saying to all the men in production, the men that they have on the screen to be saying, in our support of women, Understanding that very few women, and you'll share the statistics um, uh, of how many women report, when a woman is brave enough to speak out, we will not touch you until we are very clear about what is happening. I cringed when I saw that their response was that we want Lerato's story. For me, it read like Jerry Springer. Firstly, because I don't think that and um, that is, uh, 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 you know, we must now be watching the man and his wife against Lerato because we already know how the society views women who speak out. And I don't see how it would have helped uh, Lerato without being a sort of Jerry Springer. But secondly, if you're going to do investigative journalism, do investigative journalism proper. Go and speak to so many people, including some men that I saw on Twitter who were saying, this man has been bragging over the years for sleeping with women. He, he, he used to, to brag about it. As we know, many men brag about it. 
do not put an actress there and say Lerato and tall ass come and or oh, oh, have a snippet, whichever way they're going to do it. Investigate it proper. Let's speak to everybody. Let's uncover everything. That for me would help. You don't even need to have Lerato come and give you an interview where, you know, everybody's going to say, what did she say? What is he saying? Who do I believe? If you really want to investigate this matter, do investigation. Go and get us the real Gail King. Uh, I mean, there are so many newspapers that have done investigative journalism. We are not short of investigative journalists in South Africa who can speak to people. And you really now, I can then trust you that you know what you are, you are doing. But Lerato, how has this whole storm affected you around this brand trying to do this show uh, with this tall ass? Um, I, I, I want to say as little as possible about that brand um, and how they handled everything. The bottom line for me is they displayed actions and words um, that mimic rape apologists and people who enable abuse and continue to perpetuate uh, the abuse that survivors have to live through. So I would like to say I do not appreciate uh, the manner in which they handled everything. And that's all I have to say on that matter. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is exactly why I asked you that question. Because if people think that rape is only, or, or even gender-based violence, it's only about individuals, and they don't locate it within a system, I hope what Lerato has said right now helps us to put through a, put it on, uh, you know, uh, where it belongs. That you are right, Lerato, that here is a man who not only has power, but social capital, where they will get platforms where they are presented as a family man. And we can say that about so many of them who we all know are the scum of the earth. I'm sorry to say it. But even the wife or the woman in their lives at that moment will be used by patriarchy to really imagine, I, I, I mean, a, a show this man as a family man. Because, of course, in a patriarchal society, it is the other woman who speaks, who is crazy. But if there is a woman, a cute woman next to you and cute children, you, you are okay. It, it rubs away everything. And we've seen how men have done that. They may have been horrible to five different women. And then there's a woman they marry, a woman they are with. We have seen how other magazines have put a man who we are told does not even pay child support for their child. But he will, he will be put in the front page as the family man. So even the whole idea of a family man is a farce. It's a way that patriarchy, you know, it's like uh, Omo or Ariel or any washing powder. You just have to douse a man into, you know, this family man, mambo jumbo. And then it really, women like Lerato need not speak. And we can see how then the media can be very powerful in doing that. We can see how some of these men even have publicists who will come out and even say, oh, 
I I am a defender and I defend women and you just want to cringe when they say that because in fact many of these men whose stories we know I mean there are men who we know are not supporting their children who are even put on platforms during women's month to talk and be on panels you know and the women and the children who have not spoken out um have to keep quiet and i can imagine how violent that cycle becomes because here you are you know the truth now you know that if you speak your truth they're going to throw you in jail because they're going to say you defamed their their character uh, but, but i guess what you are talking about lerato is also institutionally you know how institutions like the media the law is so patriarchal in nature that they are used as a system to wash and not hold men accountable and how then double difficult it makes it for any woman who wants to say i was drunk it was 10 years ago and this is what this man uh, 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 has done when a woman and kids are standing next to this man and is a man that we love and the media is portrayed them as a family man then all of a sudden no 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 don't touch our favor who are you who did you sleep with what did we do what kind of a woman and i think it comes back to what brenda was saying around how do we then agitate we cannot stop by agitating but it does look like the battle is in so many fronts and and the price you pay lerato as a, a person in the limelight yourself other women who have either been sidelined have been labeled problematic cannot work just so that patriarchy thrives patriarchy thrives all the time but it is the women who pay the price any lasting uh, remarks or last remarks uh, brenda on this topic oh man um lebo the vigilance required is It, 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 I can't overemphasize how and how many soldiers and warriors we need to be able to um, stamp our our presence and our authority on these matters, right? So that once a lirato comes out, that we know there's an army of of warriors who will have her back. right and have her back in earnest and with honesty and authenticity right um and and that's what we we work we should be working on and towards that at some point we going to bring and and make South Africa understand the 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 role of patriarchy uh, and we need to distill it and and stop being at a high level and just bring it to the basics and for them to understand how it intersects our lives and how it's protected and continues to thrive and give, be given a pass on a daily basis so for me is is that we have a a a a warrior in 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 Lerato who has taken a stand and and she's going to continue to be an advocate of speaking out and speaking up and doing great things so that other women can follow suit right but many women follow suit understanding that they have got um they've got many of us who can hold them 
in in the event that they feel uh, weak, in the event that they feel scared, in the event that they doubt themselves, in the in the in the event that they 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 um they want to give up, right? Because the biggest thing that we want to work on is the believability of women. If we can. Be, when we say I believe her, and we we understand what that means, and 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 we are, we don't waver in our stance when we say we believe a woman, will go a long way because that believability is the test, right? It's once a woman comes out and says I have been violated, I've been raped, there should not be any question on on whether she's telling the truth, on whether. And we should not even be asking the question, what was she wearing? Why was she at the tavern? Why did she go to the boyfriend's uh, room? Why did she give? Why did she kiss him? Why did she continue to work with him? Why did she not report it at, uh, when it happened? Why did she talk about it three years later or five years later? That, for me, if we can continue on just pushing the believability of women and, and, that, and appreciating why that that believability is important we, we would make will make headway and make strides because that that doubt uh, women being doubted their stories being doubted when when i tell you my story i don't give a shit and we shouldn't be given two shit and two hoods but we at the moment we give two hoods because some people tell us that uh, uh, our characters must be must be dissected because we you were wearing a short skirt. Oh, you had had two boyfriends, three boyfriends before. Oh, you had two glasses of vodka earlier on. So we can't believe you because and you are not you are not credible because you are not you you are of loose morals. So we it's our responsibility to show that is that is irrelevant. Our next fight is to put our attention on those who violate us on a daily basis. On, on the men who refuse to pay child support because they think they can, right? On men who believe that having multiple partners and being disrespectful should be celebrated. On men who believe that when they go on social media and use microaggression, they are powerful and that's how they measure their manhood. So we need to, be, we need to stem that nonsense. Out. Thank you, Brenda. Any last words, uh, Tinyuko? Well, yeah. So I think, firstly, the government needs to get involved, not in the way that they do during Women's Month, um, by having seminars and, I guess, maybe having mini, what do we call them, mini commissions. Um, that's that's not what we mean by getting involved. For one, have a dedicated prosecution um, division. Um, where the prosecutors only deal with um, issues related to sexual assault, because already prosecutors in 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 many um, 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 uh, districts have a have have a huge caseload to deal with, and they de- and in any day they go from um, dealing with um, a theft to um, you know uh, drunken driving or possession of drugs and things like that. So if you at least have dedicated prosecutors that only deal on issues of sexual assault, for one, they know how to speak to the women. Um, and that ties back to what um, Advocate Brenda was saying, which is, you know, 
the woman does not feel judged when telling the story to the person who's supposed to be representing her. That's the first, first step of, of the country, you know, the government showing that I care for you. Um, not only, you know, do you go to police and report and they take the, the and they do what they do when they when when they take the matter forward. But also the person who's going to be representing you at that point in time um, is doing it with a lot of care and effort that they're putting into into your 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 issue, um, and they're handling you the way you need to be handled and treated. And I would have really loved to have seen um, the initiative by um, uh, Minister Fiyile Mbalula back when he was. Uh, the Minister of Police, having had continued where he had designated, um, and it was only in a few um, stations at that time, but he had designated like rape um, divisions in, in the police stations, right? That also goes a long way into making a person feel comfortable into reporting um, the assault. Because it's it's true, you know, sometimes you go and report to someone who Without even without even you saying what the circumstances were, um, without you even saying this is how I was dressed or whether or not you were drinking, immediately they just look at you and say, "What did you do?" You know. So at least if there's a particular a person that you speak to who hears you and listens to you and doesn't judge you, um, then already whether or not you know the person ultimately goes to prison for what they've done um, to you. Already you start to heal because you can see that you are being listened to and being taken seriously about the complaint um, that you're bringing forward. And you can see that they're doing something about it, right? So even if that person comes with a, with a counterclaim of defamation or whatever, fact is you've seen that they've taken the steps and also arrested him for rape, you know. Um, so despite whatever his counterclaim is, in order for him to get out, it's not like you with a defamation where you spend a night in jail and then leave. He needs to pay a certain amount, um, you know, of, of for the bail. And the bail shouldn't be on a case-by-case case, um, basis. They should have, you know, standard set bails that make it difficult for you to actually get out of prison until sorry, to get out of jail until you've actually had a trial. Um, because that's why we have so many serial rapists that are unknown. Um, because a lot of them get arrested and then, you know, three seconds later, they're out of jail. And then now they sad again and bitter. And then they go and rape the next person. And then maybe that person doesn't report it. And so it's a continuous cycle. Instead of actually putting that person away and dealing with the problem and changing the society because it can never be my fault that someone raped me. It honestly can't. Unless we're, we're saying that um, men in our society are, are so primitive that we can't even call them animals because it's beyond being an animal to the point of you can't control yourself that when someone is like, I don't want, you're still like, but I want, so I'm going to do it. Because I can't even point to an animal species where there's a situation of, you know, the, 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 the one party didn't entice the other party and there was an acceptance, you know. Are we that primitive as humans that, like, even animals are better than us in that regard? Yeah. Thank you. Lerato, any lasting thoughts from you? The most important thing to take out of 
my journey um, to everyone that's listening is that every survivor, our journeys are different. We are at different stages of our journeys uh, towards healing and becoming the person we should be without the trauma and the pain that we have survived. And um, I want everyone to realize that it is okay to not speak up. It is okay to speak up. Either way, the fact that you have survived that kind of pain and trauma is enough as a survivor of gender-based violence or sexual assault and abuse, abuse in every form, whether it's physical or psychological and emotional, surviving that and still being able to wake up in the morning and just breathe, that's enough. You've done enough. Your day will come when the courage to speak up and speak out against these deviants and take your time. The healing journey is is not linear. It is definitely a roller coaster ride. And allow yourself to be compassionate towards yourself. And please remember that the shame belongs to the abuser and the rapists and the sexual assault deviants. The shame belongs to them, not to us as survivors. That is so powerful, Lerato, that the shame is on the men who continue to rape women. Uh, thank you so much for deciding to speak out. Um, I am sorry that you are going through this. And I hope that if there's anything you saw, that your, your action really spurs other women um, to stand beside you, but to also tell their truth. Um, you know, because the interview did get cancelled, whether or not it was temporary, uh, we don't know, but it was mainly because of the advocacy of women who are saying, we have, we are done talking. We don't care whether it was a gay king or a gay queen that was going to interview this person. We are not going to let that happen. And it is with efforts of uh, activists like Brenda Madumise, who I know I can call on her at any time and say, here's a woman who's been thrown in jail. We've, we've known a few that have been thrown in jail for the most ridiculous uh, things. And um, it's, been, it's been two years now, Brenda, that we've known of women who've been thrown in jail. I know that you do this even when I don't call on you, you know, um, but I do know that over two years, I've been able to call on you at very short notice and basically say help. Because as you say, men use these tools. And I'm very grateful for um, a, a, a legal experts like Brenda and Dinieko, who not only educate women about their rights, but are also fighting the system on their behalf. And yeah, Aluta Continua, comrades. And thank you so much for your time. If you want to give us feedback on the podcast or you have a legal or finance matter that you would like some advice or assistance on, you can reach us via WhatsApp only or a voice note on 061-535-4623 or via email 
on zangazulugirl at gmail.com. We will try to share information with you and where possible, Dinyeko, who is a legal expert, will give you some advice on how to deal with your matter. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter using the handle at what's love underscore podcast. And you can also find us on Facebook on What's Love Podcast. Please note that the views expressed in this podcast do not represent the views of the Soul City Institute for Social Justice.